You are listening to Series 1 of the National Studios Film and Music Podcast. In this season, we're focusing on the marketing side of independent music, the steps you can take to ensure a successful release and begin building a fan base in an authentic and organic way. In Episode 3, we look at streaming services and how best to use them. Hello, my name is Jack Kircher from National Studios, and I'm again joined by Maddie and Alex. First hey. Time. Hello. Hey, guys. Um, end of last episode, we kind of touched a lot on big picture release strategies and kind of getting outside of a box of traditional ways of releasing things and how all your content is what you're releasing. We wanted to go a little bit more into like the practicalities of how Spotify works and how it's changed a lot in the last year. And um, Alex here is like so on it with this stuff. <laughs> And I don't really understand it, um, but I'm just excited to hear how it all works. Um, hit me. Go yeah, I mean, Spotify has basically become an incredibly algorithm-generated company. They rely amazingly on their algorithms. Um, so traditionally, you'd have a radio station who has one gatekeeper or curator who you'd send tracks to, and they decide how far your track goes. Now, Spotify relies on millions and millions and millions of people to decide yeah. how far your track goes. So if you upload a track to Spotify, you'll find that it will put it out to a test of 200 to 1,000 people, and it will see how those people are reacting to your track. If they're skipping it after 20 seconds um, or not going back and listening again or something like that, then you will go down in kind of yeah. their estimations. If they are adding it to their own playlist, they're liking it, they're going back and listening again, going onto your artist's profile, listening to more songs, then that is when it says, okay, this is a great track. Yeah. It needs to go out to more and more people. And maybe even it will go out to our curators to take a closer look at it. Um, so you'll have more algorithm-generated Spotify official playlists, um, such as the the fresh finds like Six Strings, uh, Poptronics, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, it's basically completely based on the algorithm and Great. it's giving all artists an opportunity to to get their music yeah. out there. Yeah. Long and short, this is good for artists. It's amazing for artists. This is yeah. the right direction for it to go. It's leveled the, the playing field completely now. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so it's now the only really streaming up. platform that is kind of giving it that opportunity. Yeah. There, are, there yeah. are obviously Apple Music that have playlists, mm. but... The fact that Spotify have these kind of algorithm-based ones means that everyone has the same opportunity. If your music is strong enough, chances are the algorithm yeah. will pick it up. Because as like music has become more independent the mm. past few years, like these streaming services have come up, and it's been a, it's become quite easy for people to put music on these services, but it would mm. often drop under the radar. But what you could have done is sent it to an editor who might put it on a playlist. Yeah. Now it sounds like what is really exciting about it is it's not someone with their opinions deciding if your music makes the cut, it's real yeah. people. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you still can submit to the editors. Now you've got the Spotify for Artists app uh, where you can see basically where your streams are coming from, the location of those streams, mm -hmm. um, and basically all of the data surrounding your music. Yeah. Uh, there's also a submission form now, so a lot of the curators who did curate those large playlists are saying uh, don't send it to us anymore go and use the submission form on Spotify for yeah. artists um, one huge tip we have is make sure you submit at least four weeks before yes. the release because um, the stat I have is from 2014 which was 20,000 tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single month so that's <sighs> 20,000 people. That's 2014. That was 2014. Mm. That was four years ago. So wow. I can only imagine it's trebled or quadrupled since then. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the curators just have so many tracks to get through that you need to submit early enough for them to get on it and give it a good um, mm. a good listen, really. Yeah. So, so now it's the best of both worlds. You can contact an editor, and actually, with the Dutch good stuff, we've we've like got a really good relationship with Apple Music, and yeah. the editors are amazing, and we're yeah. really good friends. And like, it feels like people are championing your music. Mm. But if you're at the point where you don't really have those contacts yet, it's great news. It is, yeah. And then and, and once you've got the success on Spotify, maybe you get picked up on Apple Music and other platforms as well. Mm. Yeah. So Apple Music are a little bit behind on this. Do you hear? Have you heard anything about them, like playing catch up or bringing their own it stuff in? It doesn't seem like. I feel like they probably will need to pretty soon, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're doing this kind of algorithm based stuff. It seems like they're literally just one human per playlist that chooses what goes on there. Yeah, um, which seems a little bit behind, mm. especially as kind of it's in demand. Yeah, um, and people that's what people love about Spotify. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be something they're paying catch up with because they're doing a lot of catching up with Spotify, especially with yeah. um, Spotify now saying that they're going to be having like a direct download. Mm. That will be something that I think Apple Music will probably kind of jump on board with because people want it. Yeah, um, and it's going to be in demand. So I think that will probably be something that we'll see pretty soon. So like Spotify now has become this algorithm-based system. Like Apple Music is still catching up. Like, what does that mean with streams and like royalties and things like that? Like, is Spotify now competing with radio? So say I had a million streams, mm-hmm. Spotify. Um, that doesn't actually mean I would have like a million people buying my CD if it's yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. So like, what is the role of Spotify? We've got all these algorithm-based discovery systems. Like, how should people approach it? Yeah, they should see it as Spotify is giving them a platform for people to discover their music. That's it. And I, I'm actually convinced that if they didn't pay anything, people would still upload it yeah. to Spotify because it gives you the best chance on the planet of getting your music out there and discovered using their algorithm essentially um so the the royalties for emerging artists they shouldn't even be thinking about it yeah um and the royalties aren't going to ever go up until the larger artists are going to start pulling their music from spotify and saying we're not getting paid enough um the unfortunately the way it is the smaller artists don't have a voice it's the larger artists who really do have the voice so it's like you're putting your music on Spotify. You don't want to see Spotify as a way you're going to make money. Like you want to see yeah, it as a yeah. way that if I have a really good release strategy, if I understand how this algorithm-based system works, if I contact some editors and do some pitching, like it's a really good way for people to hear about my music. Yeah, it's opportunity. It's um, it's like when people used to pitch to, to magazines and obviously people still pitch to those places, but it, it offers more because... Yeah you used to pitch to a blog and say get a feature on there and then you'd get Mm. readers and then you'd get listeners that's exactly the same for spotify but it's actually real organic listeners um but more of a chance as well because you don't actually have to push too hard to get it the algorithm works in your favor it's great so if this was 30 years ago and you said to like an emerging artist hey i've got this thing where you can give me your music we'll pay you a little bit of money but i'll put Mm. your music in front of a million people yeah if you if you engage with the process yeah you'll be like Fighting their it. hand off to do it. Yeah. It, it's maybe more that people have misunderstood what some of these streaming services are, yeah, they which have, is why they feel like they're not earning royalties. Yeah, they haven't had that experience of sitting yeah. in their room with a guitar who and they've recorded a song and they think, how do I get it out there now? And you can't just go and put your CDs in HMV and hope that people yeah. will go and buy it. So I think people haven't experienced that or have forgotten that 
that yeah. hardship that just like yeah. we've gone through. Imagine taking Spotify, streaming the internet away. Yeah. And you're an, you're an independent artist who at the moment is releasing on iTunes and Spotify and all that yeah. stuff. Like you wouldn't even be able to release music. You'll be like yeah. chasing a record deal. You'll be yeah. chasing a publish. You'll be chasing all of this stuff. Yeah. So like Spotify, you don't get paid much, and that does suck. Everyone mm. would love to be paid more. Yeah. But actually, it's as much about discovery. It is. Um, yeah. And then people discovering you, understanding who you are, listening to music, and then there are other ways you can make money. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. The money comes after. Yeah. And it's it's obviously not ideal, but you have to grow your fan base initially to then kind of be looking at getting an income yeah. because the, the, the money doesn't come really from digital streaming. It mm. comes from all other avenues and digital streaming basically kind of pushes that. It helps it. Yeah. It helps with live events. It helps get a fan base to buy merch. It helps with all of that things. Yeah. And if that wasn't an option, then you wouldn't be able to get those other income streams anyway. So I think the royalties isn't something that we sort of mm. say to, to worry about and focus on because the platform's amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. how often did we used to hear I don't do it for the money. I do it for the love of the music. And that's making people really put their money where their mouth is yeah. and say, okay, then do it for the love of the music. Get a regular day job that just pays the bills yeah. and then do it for the love. And it's those people who actually love what they do who s- succeed because they can actually endure those day-to-day um, long songwriting hours or uh, getting their music out there as much as possible or sometimes it's not going how you would have hoped for and yeah. just getting through that dip and then pushing through it's the love that actually uh, drives you and not yeah. the money so yeah. the dip is so important like if you could quit everything tomorrow and just about get by and work on music every day it's actually quite hard to do that mm. yeah like i know quite a few people who have worked full-time jobs and then like completely stopped working to try and do music for six mm. months and it's really hard. It's yeah, really, I, really hard. I think yeah. when you're given the time, you actually kind of, when you have you're like, time, oh, you're what like, do what do I do, I do now? Yeah, yeah, so I think like a really cool thing might be you still work four days a week. Give yourself every Friday, I'm going to mm, hit music. It's exciting. And mm-hmm. the contrast of I have four days away, four days a week working, I mm-hmm. might enjoy my work, I might not. But then like that gives a lot of meaning to that one day you work on music and you just exactly. get it keeps the passion it. alive as well. It does. You don't want it to sort of come to a point where you quit everything and you're just doing music because you don't, it kind of is a bit worrying to have that as your job yeah. and it puts pressure on it and that makes you sometimes you lose the love of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you start making short-term decisions as well. You want to be making long-term decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which not... is Spotify again. That is a long-term. It, yeah. That helps you in the long-term, maybe not the short-term because financially, but yeah. long-term it's building a fan base. Yeah. So Spotify, the algorithms, all of this stuff, it's more there as a discovery tool and you mm-hmm. get paid a bit of money and you should see it as I'm getting free advertising for my music now. I mean, a few years ago, it's like you'd upload to Spotify and get like not much and there wouldn't be much advertising done. Mm. And it was more for the elite group mm. who could like have a direct communication with editors. Yeah. But now it's more like it's an even playing field in terms of discovery. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So let's next episode, we'll talk a little bit about other things outside of releasing on Spotify and Apple mm-hmm. Music. Like, what does it mean to do shows and merch and things like that? And how can you document that? Because you guys are doing some amazing stuff starting to document, like, indie bands. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And see you next time. Cheers.